my mistakes are not a reflection of my parents' parenting. It is not a reflection of how they raised me. They are wonderful. They're amazing. They're learning. You know, they're human beings. But again, like you have your own journey. And so I think that's the the one that would hurt me the most because I love my parents and I'm so proud, to, you know, of everything, of all the work they've done. I would never trade being a pastor's kid for anything. Oh my gosh, my ear ako. Go for it. Just let no. it all out, babe. No, I think I was just, I'm so thankful that I was always aware that Jesus loves you. You know, like I always knew that. I'd never trade that because at the end of the day, when it's all loud and it's all crazy, that was always clear that God's love was always there. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey everybody, welcome to the Narrow Door Podcast. Come on in, my name is Sam. I was a little surprised that we were live. You know, I'm very professional like that. All right, please say hello to my friends. We have Pastor Dennis C, who is head pastor over at Victory Green Hills. Brother J. Paul Hernandez is lay preacher at the feast. And instructor Harold Resho is instructor at New Heaven and New Earth, Shinjindi Church of Jesus. We're so excited to welcome another celebrity friend today. But before we introduce her, um, let us get to an email. We have an ongoing partnership with Versus all month of December. We're asking you guys to share with us your conversion stories, your you know journeying with Christ story, your coming to the faith story. Email it over to the narrow door podcast at gmail.com. And we are really excited to give away caps and shirts and emergency bags from uh, Versus. You can check them out on Instagram at VersusPH and SavedByVersus.com if you guys want to check them out online. Okay. So let's get to an email today. Not exactly, you know, a faith journey story, but just an appreciation email, which I thought was was so nice. This is coming from Katrina. And Katrina says, Hi, Sam, I've been religiously listening to your podcast. Ha ha, religiously listening. How is that possible? Your podcast is on repeat either on my work laptop or phone while working, washing the dishes, reviewing my notes for my classes, or preparing lessons for my students. The Narrow Door podcast is a companion. I love that, Katrina. Thank you. I just wanted to keep this short, but it would be helpful if there's a part two or even a part three on anxiety and depression. Let's just say the overall mental health discussion. Also, it would be nicer if the handsome brothers, oh, hey, handsome brothers, um, could name specific stories and characters from the Bible under this topic. That would sound really inspiring and motivating to go further and overcome any mental health issues this 21st century. Kudos with you in prayers, Katrina. P.S. Um, I don't intend to win anything from your podcast. But I would appreciate a line of prayer. I am thirsty for the word of God and hungry for the body of Christ. This time is really challenging for me and my family. That is coming from Katrina. I mean, you know, the depression and anxiety topic was something that resonated with a lot of people. I think this year has been difficult. We've said it so many times. This is a challenging year, guys. And I think it comforts people to know that they're not the only ones going through that, right? Any any reactions, or what would you guys like to say to Katrina? God bless you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll pray for you. And uh, I think yung sinabi niya on the last part that he was uh, she was hung hungry and thirsty of the word of God. Then um, the new heaven, new earth um, has. <laughs> 
Puti ka na mabuga ni brother. <laughs> Bro, kaya pala wala ka pang girlfriend eh. Kasuhabi naman na konti. Oo, ganun talaga. Take every opportunity to share the word of God. So, yun lang. Oh, hindi mo na nasabi yung gusto mo sabihin. I just want to invite her. Kung kung she's hungry and thirsty of the word of God, we are sharing it for free online. So, yun lang. Oh, nga pala. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, Instructor H, you know, we're kind of like teasing you about this now, how like you will invite every chance you get because you guys have online Bible study, you guys have webinars and all that stuff. What about the feast and victory? Do you guys have Bible study programs going on that people can check out as well? Yes, uh, we have our online content that we have. Also, uh, we wanted to use really to plug into a community more than bible study right i think faith is a journey it's just not all study so i think we study in journey but it's not all just bible study so we want you to be part if you're near green hills or any of our victory churches we'll be glad to just just dm me pm me okay all righty I am part of a light group. This is how the feast does it. You can join a light group. Um, people who are maybe in um, similar uh, seasons of life, so you can relate to each other better. You get together as often as you like, and you know you can talk Bible. You can just share what you're going through. So if you're interested in that, Katrina, that is how feast does it. Um, and then you, but we also have LBS, Brother Jay. Yung liturgical Bible study. We go through the weekly readings together also. Yeah, we, we have so many content. We have liturgical Bible study, but we also have like Bible timeline, all, all kinds. It really, it's a very diverse group. But as Pastor Dennis said, I love it. Um, we want you to be relation. We have we want to have friendship with you first. So yeah. we join a small group and, and that's the best way to encounter the body of Christ. Yeah, and I love her topic suggestion. I already have a guest in mind, actually, so we're definitely going to do that down the line. I thought maybe it would make for a good New Year's topic, just do like a mental you know, checklist of like, okay, where am I? How do I want to kind of get this year started? Uh, well, we'll, that's in the works, Katrina, so I hope you um, look forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Thank you so much for writing us, guys. And thank you to our friends from Versus for making this possible. Okay, so let us get to our guest. Um, she is a DJ. She is one of the best hosts. She is, I think, also a fitness guru now. I mean, she is working on the fitness. I love this girl. She cracks me up. And she recently got married she pulled off a wedding during the pandemic. I'm definitely going to have to ask her about this as well. Please welcome the lovely, fabulous, Bea Fab Regas is here. Hi. Oh hey, Bea. Sam, it's so nice to see you. Thank you for having me. And hello, Pastor so Dennis and um, Brother Jay and Instructor Harold. Did I get that right? Yes. yes, I did. Hi. I did. So, hello, do, do everyone. We call, do Hi. we call you Mrs. Nico Ramos now or what? Like, how does this work? 
I just feel like you mentioned that, you know, that I'm a DJ, I'm a host. And it's like, when I got married, I thought to myself, pinaghirapan ko yung Fabregas eh, you know, like, unti-unti for, you know, that, for that recall. And then now people are asking me, do I go by Ramos? And I'm just like, I'm okay with, like, Fabregas. I'm okay with Fabregas Ramos. I really don't mind. But, like, professionally, sometimes I always just say Fabregas because I'm so used to it. So, right. yeah. And it's great because Nico doesn't mind. So, I mean, right. you know, you know, Sam and Nico were radio partners for a long time, and he's very chill. So, um, yeah, he's not sensitive about it. Oh, yeah, that he is. He's yeah. not sensitive about a whole lot of things. I, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, you know Pastor Dennis, right? Because you, you're born again Christian. And your dad, who you just mentioned earlier, is Pastor Julius Fabregas, who is a very well-known pastor. He was head pastor at Victory Makati. He is pastor to a lot of celebrities. So you guys know each other already. Yes, yeah, I we actually in church when we, we did. I also, I also served when Pastor Dennis was like the youth pastor. I was on the worship team. Yeah. You know, when I was a very young. I was, I think, I was fifteen. It was the youth service in the yes. yeah in the, in the fort at the time. My sister and I and a couple of other friends we like served. So yes, Pastor Dennis has definitely seen me grow up in church. <laughs> what if, what's the dirt, Pastor D? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, ito yung parang ano eh, the, the topic for today is because yun nga, Dea grew up the daughter of a very well-known pastor. And I'm sure there are pressures that come with that. Um, you wanted to talk about feeling like, you know, your life was under a magnifying glass because people are, I suppose, looking for you to trip up. Like, you know, if you do yeah. something that they perceive as like, ooh, you know, un, uh, unbecoming of a pastor's kid, um, that must have been a lot to deal with growing up. Um, but, you know, what I was curious about, though, too, was like, was there ever a time when you were growing up that maybe you wanted to explore a different denomination or a different faith altogether, but you couldn't because your dad's a pastor? That is so interesting that you ask that because I was thinking about that before I, you know, I went on here and it's, I think, um, growing up in church, it like, you know, you know, of course you give your life to Christ, you pray the prayer of salvation. Um, I think I prayed the prayer of salvation when I was like five, um, you know, um, it's like, um, you know, I, have you ever been to a like born again Christian service, Sam? I'm sure I have a couple when I was very young. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, as an adult, like I've been to one. Pastor Dennis helped me. It's um it's you know, like it's it's like the altar call, you know, when you when you're you, you know, you want to give your life fully to Christ and really declare that you want to follow Jesus and want to, you know, walk in his ways. Um it's just like a simple prayer of, you know, acknowledging that he died on the cross and that he died for your sins and it's not by your works but it's by, you know, grace that you've been saved. So it's like a simple prayer, really just like accepting it and knowing that you're a sinner, but because Christ died, um, you're saved. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's the yeah. prayer of salvation. So I was five years old. <laughs> so it's five like, years you know, old. Yes, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I <have no> <laughs> yeah, so I was very young. Um, but I, I knew, you know, I understood, like, 
salvation and grace and and yeah. it's not by your own works at a very young age yeah. um but i did pray it again of course when i was older when there was sin that i was aware of <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean like i'm recommitting my life lord so of course there was that <laughs> but um i think growing up in church i there were i, I don't want to say i don't know what the word is if it's hassle or inconveniences being a pastor's kid it's more um i've all it's always been like it's always been my decision like i've never you know my dad also was like he's so sweet about it you know how usually when your dad preaches you the whole family's there and watches there was even a time my dad was serving in another um victory like or he was in Victory at Ortigas and my friends were in Victory Fort. So I would go to Victory Fort and like be with my friends. And he wasn't sensitive about that. So it was a very, you know, he was, he just allowed me to kind of grow in the word and, you know, with my friends and, you know, in different small groups. So yeah, I never, I wouldn't say I was like, um, I never really wanted to attend another church, but I did go to a Catholic school. I went to Miriam. Oh. I did. I went to Miriam. And um, so at a very young age, I knew the the differences, like when it comes to like, you know, the practices and, and this and that. And I was the student that was always fighting the CLE teacher and asking questions. And <laughs> of course, I was a lot younger, like 11, 12, 13, you know, because you're still like growing in the word. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I never really felt... Um, and I really felt the need to go to other churches because I, you know, I, I felt very um, sure of my faith. Mm. What I realized when I actually, and I want to be completely honest, is a lot of my classmates didn't know the Bible when I was younger. And so, because you went to Catholic school. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't be. Yeah, don't yeah, be yeah, sorry. Yeah. Don't be. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and. And Shepherd, when I was younger, I found that I found, you know, of course, you're a kid and, you know, you're like mayabang and you're like, oh, like my faith is like, you, you know, and you get like, like a little, yes, you know, victory. Because Shepherd, I was a pastor's kid. I'm just like, this is the way, the truth and the life. Um, but as you grow, you understand that. Yeah, everybody's faith journey is different. And I think that it's great that I was able to go to a Catholic school because, you know, there were other questions uh, that my classmates would ask me because I was a pastor's kid. And I, it wasn't even like, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, like, oh, you should go to my church. It was more like, oh, this is what I think of, of this question. And it was, it was like an early um experience into like theological debates so i want to get into detail of the aspect of you just feeling like people were watching you to mess up because you were a pastor's kid so you felt like you know your every move was being watched right can you tell us a little bit about that well of course when you're like a teenager um you know, you have crushes, you start liking boys. And my sister, Kasema my ate, she's, um, she was like, she was like a nerd. She still is. So she was always just like on her computer. And I was kind of more the social butterfly. And, you know, I had lots of friends. So I was, you know, you know, you start texting, people ask for your number. And at a very young age, I think um, me and my mom struggled with this a lot. And she, I, I'm sure she's okay with me talking about it. But I think there was just like an 
I definitely feel like there was like an overreaction. Like, you know, like it's normal for kids, like boys and girls to talk. But because we were pastor's kids and I was talking to another pastor's kid at the time. <laughs> Sovereign issue. So, blind item na lang natin. Oh, eh, blind oh, item. Yeah. Do you know? Anong initials? Anong initials? <laughs> Pastor Dennis, alam mo, kilala mo to. So, you know, at the age of like 14, 15, you know, you know that the other, all the pastor's wives knew who you were texting. And like, yeah. <laughs> and then all, <laughs> all wow. the pretty much like, whoever the pastor's wives were close to knew because like, they 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 see it as an issue of concern, right? But to me, it was an issue. To me, it was gossip. But you know, <laughs> like that's what it was for me. But at the time, everybody knew na you have to you know shield them, be pure and holy, maganyan. So you know, fourteen, fifteen, I felt like everybody knew who I was talking to, who I was flirting with, um, stuff like that. And it was very difficult. And I I and I even remember like people would comment on like the way I would dress. You know, my you know my mom was very strict. I, we used to have this rule before we left the house that we used to have we used to have to raise our hands, and if there was Why? any skin, na mahikita sa shirt, you have to change your shirt. Ah, you mean like around the waist area? Yeah, kasi diba uso before yung low. So yeah, so mga ganon. And then you know, I was a tennis player. Then I would see like Sharapova and Serena Williams. So I wanted to wear like these tennis dresses and tennis skirts. Um, but like I couldn't wear any of that because people will see me as malande or you know I wasn't you know raised properly. Yeah, like anakaba naman ng pastor yun yung suot mo. So there was oh so hard, there was a lot of that um, growing up, and <gasps> I would say, and I, I'm not. I guess I'm not shy to say that it also came from the church, and it also came from people outside of the church. Um, you know, because people outside of the church they're looking in and they're just like. You know, they expect you to be like picture perfect all the time. So yeah, I think I I think um, I I would argued with my mom a lot about like you know like clothing as simple as that like you know making men fall and stumble. It's your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. When you did an ad right, and there were billboards, and you know this was a very sexy ad because it was like for laser hair removal or something like that. So you know, and it was like during the summer, so. I think it was a fun summer ad. I like, I, yeah, I wouldn't call it sexy because, like, I think sexy is more like, you, I don't know, there's a kind of, it was very, <laughs> sorry, I don't know how else to portray it. So, the facial expression makes a world of difference, right? I, Right, so I was in a bikini the first time I was on a billboard um, for an ad on EDSA and C5. So a lot of going people going to saw Victory. <laughs> <laughs> going to EN. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Like the first year it was EDSA, the second year it was C5 on the way to the main building of Victory. I'm not even. Oh my God. <laughs> massive in like my bikini um yeah so i remember a lot of people i remember like a lot of the other pastors but yeah so you on c5 yes yes pastor did you like it, it was so <laughs> what i mean it was great. 
laser light. You need some laser light um, for anyone you know. Um, so the first time it came out, I think other people called my parents to ask. Oh about, gosh, here we go. Yeah, they asked about what's their stand, and so um, I didn't know this. I knew this probably after when the when the billboard was down, and that's when they told me, which is sweet of them to not stress me out about it. They told me that they said, well, our stand is she's 25 years old. I was 25 at the time, and she makes her own decisions. You know, I didn't live at home anymore. She's an adult, and we don't control her. And if if she can, you know, if she is comfortable in this, and if she, you know, is strong in her faith, then that's fine. And like, See, that's the thing. It's like my dad always used to ask me that question. Can you stand in front of Jesus today with what you're wearing? <laughs> so, I'm just, so I'm just like, yes, I can stand in front of Jesus. <laughs> yes, this ongoing. But I mean, I do understand where they're coming from. I, I mean, at this point, at this point, I think I want to check in with like Pastor Dennison, Brother J. Paul, even Instructor H. I know we're, you know, still trying to get you a girlfriend, but... I, as I was, I was, I was thinking about your situation, Bea. I was also thinking about Pastor Dennis, who is obviously a pastor, and he has kids. You know, Brother J. Paul is a preacher. He has a toddler. Instructor H is a Bible instructor. Does not have kids yet. But is this something that is in your radar, guys? And how do you address this at home? Are you already kind of priming them for this? What's going on? Pastor D. Yeah, I'll start since I have four. Um, I think there are certain things on my side that I need to take care of. But then there are certain things that my daughters would have to take care of. Like uh, when, when I remember 2007, when we planted the church in Green Hills, my first few preachings, like for a year, it was always about, I'm the pastor, that's my wife, she's not paid. right? So I was trying to protect because, you know, as much as possible... Hindi mo makontrol ang tao sa simbahan eh. Uh, like maybe my boss, Pastor Steve, who's the founder, doesn't think that way. But then you can't stop other people from thinking that way. But then to communicate strongly in the pulpit, I'm the pastor. Right? There's no doctor's wife. There's no doctor's kids. right? So don't make make a feast out of feast, out of pastor's wife, pastor's kid. Because right? it's not going to happen under my leadership. I'm trying to control that narrative in my leadership as a senior pastor of the church because it's hard. Because I've seen, uh, Bea, I've heard some of the stories before. I was the youth pastor, right? Who was so uh, lenient on you, right? Uh, yes. But, but I felt like because at the time, honestly, Bea, it was like too much na for me to even come into the picture. I think you're, I, I trust that your parents can handle that already. And there's, I, I know the stress already of going through that. And now that I have my own daughters, I have two girls, uh, 14 and 12. That's a conversation actually that we have with a lot of uh, daughters of pastor's kids. How did you guys deal with it? Was there really pressure? You know, and I think for my kids, it's always communicating to them, right? That no matter what happens, it doesn't really matter what other people think. But it also doesn't matter what you guys think. What matters is what God thinks. Because yeah. whether you're a pastor's kid, uh, a doctor's kid, uh, whatever K you have, right? 
I think we all have our walk with God and our journey with God. And that's what we're trying to communicate to our kids. Parang never lumabas sa lips ko, no? And I think this is something that I really don't like. Is that, oi, guys, you cannot do that because you're, you're my daughters. Yeah. I think that would be a, a, a sin to even say that and put that undue pressure on my kids because I'm a pastor and they're my kids, right? But if they do something wrong, just like any regular Christian parent, we've got to teach them the ways of the Lord, but not because you're a pastor's kid, right? Yeah. And I think, just, siguro dahil youth pastor ako before, nakita ko eh how sometimes the undue pressure is there. And sometimes it's not even coming from the parents. It's coming from the church, right? From members yeah. of the church, well-meaning members of the church. But then it doesn't really help, right? Hindi naman talaga nakakatulong, right? Yeah. Ipro-process mo yan talaga sa 12 years old ko. Lalagay mo talaga yung pressure yan sa 12 years old ko. Diba? Wala pang... Hindi niya alam yung mundo na yung sinasabi mo. And we don't want that kind of word. We didn't sign up for that. But do I have a moral obligation as a parent? Of course, I have a moral obligation as a parent. And I'll do my best and we'll make mistakes. We just said sorry, actually, to my second daughter uh, this week. Because, you know, we didn't know how to parent. Yeah, we've read the books. We've attended the seminars. But, hey, we're not perfect. We, we made a lot of mistakes. So we had to say sorry to her. Hey, you know, we, we were too hard on you and Ate. And we made so many mistakes early on. But please give us that space also. The same way we're giving you space that you guys commit mistakes. Wow, that is so healthy. Yeah. You guys have conversations like that? I mean, I would like to hear an yeah. apology from my parents. <laughs> Mom, dad. You were saying you were 14, diba? Parang, ayan na, lumalabas yeah. mga ano nila, mga trauma nila from us. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Pastor Dennis, because I actually had a conversation with my mom when I was older. And, you know, she admitted, she's like, yeah, that was a little cray. That was a little too much. And so it, 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 it actually required a lot of healing because my relationship with her is perfectly fine. Because, again, I understood where she was at the time and I understood why she said it. And she apologized and like, you know, it's my job to forgive also. So, you know, there's, I love that Pastor Dennis has that conversation with his girls because yeah. it's so important. It really is. Because yeah. lalabas, lalabas siya later on eh, when you're yeah. in college, you'll be like, parang may oh, issue pala ako regarding this. Yes. Instructor H, I know medyo matagal pa to, but I mean, do you think about this at all? Um, yun nga, medyo matagal pa, pero as a, as a, as a child of a, of a parent, parang it's normal na makafeel na pressure, especially as a Bible instructor right now. I have to be that good example to the people out there. And I think this is the same pressure na pwedeng maramdaman ng, ng someone na kumbaga kahit na wala pa akong anak, as a child, I have to do um, to do good things para hindi rin maapektuhan yung reputation ng family ko. At yeah. yun nga. Um, and may pressure na 
um i bible instructor to i want to talk to you na please because that what uh, that's what happened when i went to batangas few weeks ago na nalaman nung nung ilang tao doon sa amin na yun nga bible instructor na ako and she said na i want to talk to you about this and that so parang um alam mo yung you have to do everything uh, according to what you are teaching um ano yun yung kasabihan na you, you gotta walk the talk. Walk the talk. Yeah, walk the talk. Yeah, Practice something like that. Reach. So, nakaka pressure. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Brother J, gray is only what? Three? Three. Yeah. Ah, uh, I mean, the f I mean, when gray was born, we, you know, you just didn't care. I mean, I just, you know, me, I just really don't care about what other people think. But we started really feeling the pressure first year. Gray was. Gray just turned first year, one year old, and there was a feast conference in Cebu. So I was giving one of the talks there. So the whole family flew, one of the perks. So everyone flies, and and mm -hmm. I was going ahead, or I think Viv was going ahead of me. So Gray was on a stroller, and everyone knew my son. Like Gray, He's like dun kami parang oh no, like this was in Cebu. Like the whole, like everyone from Visayas converged in Cebu. Like, oh my gosh, so legit. Yung ganon, like, and like, dun na kami nakafil ng pressure. Parang teka, maintindihan ko kung sa Ortigas Green Hills area. Pero like, Cebu na to, yung mga, okay, medyo, the pressure is on. So we had to really, like, okay. Um, and there are people who think, the people who are really broken think na, hindi porket anak siya ng preacher mas blessed siya so may sometimes may internal resentment na parang bakit siya pinanganak lang daming blessing na y yung mga ganun so talaga sometimes you know even church there will be people who will be happy pero parang kunyari you know say say no anak mo very you know very blessed hashtag #blessed and then what may you know may mga snarky comments na parang <laughs> in my head <laughs> and my wife and 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 that's really okay this is like legit problems and and then we had to really decide okay we want to be conscious parents now we will raise him up as a good child and whoever children we will have in the future and and really be transparent that we don't know everything oh by the way so pa like yung mga generation namin sunod-sunod kami nagka baby so may mga tao na nag may nagko online oy bagay yung anak mo sa anak nung builder sa lago ko oh ko, my gosh may matchmaking na <laughs> legit paki-alam mero tas pino mas bagay yung anak mo ganito and then and then people will compare publicly between yeah. your son and somebody else's chat daughter oh ang hirap yeah. talaga and there as everyone was saying Bea and Pastor Dennis they're well meaning but you know they're human beings with feelings, you know, and I guess I, I guess the blessing for me was I became more sensitive in a sense because when I became a builder, when I became a preacher, you know, um, late teens, sila Bene, the son of Bo Sanchez. So we had a closer relation, and I I understood their feeling, like no friends, you you had no friends, so param became the kuya of of the older generation's children. So, okay. so I was in the middle. I guess I kind of understand what young people feel. Whether you're a pastor's kid or whoever kid, you're a kid. You're, you're supposed to be allowed to be a kid. So, yeah, I mean, guys, 
maraming problema sa buhay. Huwag mo nang problemahin ng mga buhay ng anak ng pastor. So, <laughs> yun <ba? laughs> no, you know what I'm... Another, another thing I want to point out, it's not just the kids, it's also your wives pala, no? Yes. Who also feel pressure, yeah, yeah. in the community. Well, I only have one yeah, wife, so happy naman ako. <laughs> good to know, good to know, yeah. Let's keep it that way. Okay, and, um, you know, these struggles with parenting, it's not especially, it's not easy because you're a pastor or you're a preacher or you're a Bible instructor. I mean, all parents who give birth, they're being parents for the first time. They're going to go through the same struggles. I mean, I'm sure being guided by God and having that relationship can relieve, you know, can guide you and, and, and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, part of the idea that I was getting as I was listening to you guys is the struggles are not unique to us. Like we're all just kind of struggling with the same thing. However, I think maybe there's more judgment on you because you're held to a higher standard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of, I, you know, we're, we're going to talk about like, how, okay, how now do we, how do we stru- uh, deal with this judgment that we receive from other people, not just as, say, pastors, kids, or, you know, people in leadership positions, but I suppose just to kind of broaden the question, as people of faith who, who do what we do, right, as we as we walk this this faith journey like yesterday i posted about the episode that we launched which was our guesting with mo twister and so i posted about it on instagram and i was so surprised because i got a comment from somebody basically saying like oh you know the catholic church is a cult and how you know these saints that you guys pray to why do you put them on the same level as god when you know you can just pray directly to god and all of that Honestly, I'm not sure if I would even call it judgment because it sounded to me like maybe she looked into it and she just disagrees, which is different from judging because that's like you don't even know the story or what it is you practice and you just make up your mind about it. This person sounded like he knew, so maybe judgment is not the right word. But I think my point being just as people of faith, you know, a lot of people will look at what we do, how we live our lives, and they will have their opinions and they might not agree. And as you, as preachers or pastors, Bible instructors, like when do you feel judged for doing what you do? Brother well, Jay. When you get judged, you judge them back. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna talk about that later kasi alam ko, alam ko na eh. Parang mamaya, pagtatanungin ko na, okay, as Christians, like how are we supposed to deal with this situation? We're not supposed to judge them back. We're, we're supposed to forgive. We're supposed to love them. Ganyan, ganyan. Um, you know, I'll get to that question later because I, I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it and I kind of have a problem with that. But let's start with the feeling judged first. Like when do yes. you feel, maybe in most your recent memory, you know, did you feel judged for doing what you do as the Christian that you are? Yeah, I mean, all the time. I, I mean, it's it, it just happens. Just sometimes snarky comments or you get a DM or whatever. I mean, it's normal. Uh, it's it's just really life. Um, it, it's how you deal with it. It's how you... I guess... I guess it's again, Neto. I think the difference of the power depends on who gives the judgment. 
if it's nobody, okay, nobody. But if it's somebody you love or matters to you, yun ang, yun ang mahirap. So, um, you know, we teach this at the feast that you decide to love, but if it's, this person is very abusive in, in the whatever, then you can love from a distance. You don't unfriend or unfollow, but, you know, you, you hide the post or whatever. You, you, you just, you know, create a little bit distance because you need to heal. Um, still, I, get, I guess I learned this from Brother Bo, yung, yung, how do you feel abused in a sense because ju- people judge you or whatever? It should come from a space na you scratch. You shouldn't come, come from a space na you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Na it should come from a place where God has scratched my back so much that whatever you say or do will not affect me. It's so much easier said than done. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I try to live it. Na like, you know, just love, love people. Sometimes from a distance, even if people who have hurt me said bad things about me, just pray about them. Because the, as a Christian, you still want people to win. And, you know, no matter how much they hurt me, I want to see them on, in heaven. You know? Mm. <laughs> you don't want to pray ill. Yeah. Well, when it comes to judgment, I think rule number one in life, growing older now, assume the best. Don't assume the worst of that person. So I hear, example, I hear Sam say something bad about me. Tas ni ako dinerecho. I won't mm. assume the worst because I know you, Sam. I assume the best. O baka nahiyalan siya sa akin or baka hindi ganun yung pagkasabi niya. And that's right. why it's easy for me now to call somebody who, lalo na if I know the person and then you make a statement. Minsan nga, Facebook pa yung statement para namang di tayo kilala. I actually call people. I take them to call them and clear things out. What do you mean by this? Ano ba? Andami ko ng ganong conversation. Kasi, ako mapakali kong feeling ko fake news na parang, uy, gumagawa ka ng kwento sa akin, tatawagan nga kita. Diba? And every time I call them up, diba? yung matapang sa online, biglang ang bayit, parang si Hello Kitty na siya. Diba? Kasi nga, but because the posture is, I'm assuming the best, that's why I'm calling you. Bro, love kita, kaya kata tinatawagan, I'm taking this time of the day to actually call you and clear things up because I don't want you to feel like, you know, I feel that you're judging me. So I want to hear your thoughts about it. And I think all the time, 100%, maganda lagi ang nangyari. Kahit may disagreement, when yeah. you call somebody and learn to listen on that side. And I think that's Tammy's influence on me. Dati kasi, babanat din ako, magagalit na talaga ako. Agad, diba? Pero ngayon parang, oy, 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 oh, sige, tama ba yan? Gagawin mo. Uh, mali nga, no? pero naasar ako eh. Diba? Parang, and then she'll calm me down and then, you know, the Spirit of God would speak to me, kausapin mo na lang para wala nang if, what if, ganyan. So we talk and then we... Pero pagka hindi kita kilala, tapos nag-comment ka, makapalkilay ko, ang pangit na itsura ko, wala na akong pakilang doon. <laughs> okay na kami. <laughs> diba? Parang won't give it even the time of day uh, to yung mga ganong comments. Okay lang. Traction nga siya sa social media, diba? Pag nag-comment mm. Trin, ba't nakaya ni Pastor D yung makapal na kilay? Big bro and friends kaya yun? Yeah, it's the kilay looks. Diba? Um, so, Pastor D, when you call these people, first of all, that's a very commendable and brave thing to do. Not many people are confrontational like this, even when their intentions are good. Because it's like, you know it's gonna be an uncomfortable conversation. So when you call them, do you find that they kind of back off because they don't want to be confrontational? Or is it because... From the beginning, wala talagang ganun. Parang there was a misunderstanding lang talaga. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I think 
most of the time, they don't actually back away from their stand. It's just their posture now is more different. There's more humility in listening. Sitinawagan mo. Right? Yeah. And I've confronted people who spread gossips about us as pastors. Especially pag sa misis ko, gumawa na ng kwento ni hindi niya kilala. And when I confront, parang sila, sorry ah, sorry talaga, ganyan. Parang hindi, hindi ganun yung ibig ko sabihin. Pero ako, may, may ebidensya ako eh. Uh, ito yung text mo, doon sa member natin, paki-explain na lang. Kasi gusto, ko, gusto talaga kita intindihin. And most of the, as I ko 100%, they say sorry. And yeah. it's because you've made judgments about me. And the bad thing about judgment, kasi if you judge people, it will happen to you. Di ba yung, ako hindi ako magiging ganun. Tapos later on, you see ganun ka na. That's mm. judgment. Eh. Judgment does. Di ba? It's, it's a sin. It, cause, it defiles you. Right? So, ako careful ka dapat talaga sa judgment. Na, gina-judge mo yung pastor's kid, di ba? <laughs> Ingat ka, gina-judge mo yan, di ba? Mangyayari yan sa'yo kasi may judgment ka eh. Yeah. Legalistic yeah. ka. Dapat perfect sila. Tingnan natin kung magkamali ka. Mahirapan ka. Kasi nagja-judge ka eh. Diba? And, and that's why I don't want to go into judgment. Though I have the tendency to. I'm thankful lang I, I, I have people around me na mas level-headed na Oy, wag. Mm, judgment na yan. Yeah. Iba na yan. Diba? So. Thank you, Tammy. Okay. <laughs> Instructor H, what about you? In recent memory, you know, feeling judged. Um, in terms of judgment, siguro Pero dito sa Philippines, hindi. Pero sa Korea, where our church was founded, doon talaga. Um, when they heard na, ay, this is from Shincheonji or New Heaven, New Earth, they automatically closed their hearts. Hindi sila makikipag-usap sa'yo. Parang mandidiri pa sila sa'yo. Pero naisip ko rin, when I was still younger, parang ganun din ako, may judgment din ako eh. Kasi I grew up as a Catholic. And then nagkaroon ako ng notion na, ay, yung born again. Kulto yan. Kasi, ay, ayan yung alive-alive. Huwag kang sumama sa mga yan. Yung parang nagtataas ng kamay ang mga yan when they worship. <laughs> parang, parang, okay, so I don't have to mingle with them. Parang ganun. Pero yung reason naman behind that, it's because iba yung katuruan nila dun sa nakasanayan na natin or yung tinuturo sa church natin. But yun, when, uh, kung ipa-fast forward natin, when I was able to study here in New Heaven and New Earth, um, and nalaman ko na yung church na to um, ay napapersecute ng sobra dun sa Korea with a big denomination. Honestly, it could have affected me. Na parang, ay parang hindi nalang ako magtutuloy. But I decided to discern more na I have to focus on the Word of God. Na dapat i-check ko na lang kung is this really um, according to the Word or not. And so far, nung natry ko naman siya, then I did not find anything wrong naman. And kaya nung, nung nakapag-aral nga ako, then I found out na yun, if you are persecuted because of righteousness, then you are blessed. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Pero actually, magkaiba rin yung persecution dun sa judgment. Yung judgment nga, una walang basen and all. Pero I think both of it nakakasakit talaga siya. But at the end of the day, um, I think it's helpful na... Yun, babalik tayo dun sa word. Parang dun sa sinasabi ni Brother Jay kanina, sino ba yung nag-judge sa'yo? Kasi kung bali wala lang naman yung mag-judge sa'yo, so bali wala lang din yung judgment niya. And I think yung pinaka dapat na mag-focus tayo na judgment ay yung magagamit, magagaling mula sa Diyos. Because He is the, um, he is our judge, yung ultimate judge, na kapag gumarap tayo sa Kanya, yun, He will check us. Are we able to scale up dun sa standard na meron siya or hindi? So, 
Kaya, um, in terms of judgment, I think instead of focusing on the people, let's focus on God. At kasi siya magiging standard nun. And yun, through, through New Heaven and New Earth, I was able to uh, learn na dapat hindi ka nagdi-discriminate ng ibang tao no? or even ibang denomination. And that's why right now, I'm blessed to be here, uh, to be part of the podcast. Um, I, I met these beautiful people. Uh, first, si Sam, uh, through that Instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Pastor Jay and Brother Jay. <laughs> so yeah, and even ito, yung mga celebrities na, na, na kaka, uh, kausap natin through this show. So um, through this, we, we are able to communicate kasi important yung communication just like what Pastor Dennis is doing. Na kapag merong something na hindi clear, you have to clarify things up. And that's why we are able to talk anything under the yeah. sun. At yun nga, na even through this podcast, naging way siya to, to even um, spread the word of God. I believe more people, ano yun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ang ganyan yun, they were chatting. But basically, yun, na, na through this, we get to reach out to more people. Kasi yun yung, um, yun naman yung mission yeah. natin as a church, di ba? To bring people go back to God. And um, we're just so thankful for the past few months now, hundreds of people are being enrolled in the online theology center. Namin. And kaya, um, I think yun yung sobrang blessing na we can also receive from. But talking about judgment, whether a church is a cult or not, I think babalik at babalik tayo sa word of God na yun yung dapat magiging standard natin. And tayo, instead na mag-judge tayo, we have to listen and we have to help one another. So, ito na nga. Yeah, I mean, na-imagine ko na eh, yung answer na makukuha ko today when I ask you guys, okay, how do we deal with the judgment nga that come from other people? Don't judge, or you forgive, or you pray for them, you love them. I think my, which I know are the right things to do, but I think there's a part of me that's like, so are we supposed to be doormats? I don't think that's the teaching. No, we're just supposed to sit there and take it. Just suck it up every time someone hurls you know, insults or judgment at you. I mean, let's start with you, Bea. Like, how did you deal with this? And you have been dealing with it for a very long time. Uh, I always joke about this with my dad. I, I always say, I don't care what other people say. And then he always says, I know, I'm so aware that you don't care. <laughs> He's just like, oh, you don't have to tell me you don't care. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I think, I think that's just naturally kasi how I am that, you know, because there were so many comments, whether from church or outside church, um, you know, about my life or what I would do. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was my mistakes are not a reflection of my parents' parenting. You know what I mean? That's not, oh, that's that's not, it is not a reflection of how they raised me. You know, they are wonderful. They're amazing. They're learning, you know, they're human beings. But again, like you have your own journey. And so I think that's the, the one that would hurt me the most because I love my parents and I'm so proud, you know, of everything, of all the work they've done and, you know, and the people that they continue to minister to. It's like, you know, it really warms my heart that, you know, their motive and you know that they want to minister to people and then you hear comments like that and it'll just parang ganun lang it goes back to them fine that was very frustrating for me um but again it's also you know my parents are 
it's 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 communication and like the security and you know you guys as a family and knowing that you know what you're do why what why are we in the ministry because we want to reach you know we want to advance god's kingdom we want to really reach you know people to really enrich their faith and walk with god and so when i would be frustrated you know that there were that oh nakakapagod maging anak ng pastor i would always go back to that that you know that's um this is much bigger than than me or you know what i'm going through like you know there is there is there there are people that need to hear the word that need to know the word and so when when i would get frustrated about anything of being like a pastor scared or judgment like that's what i would always kind of like go back to um but not to say that like i was so good with it like i was definitely like frustrated at the point like people always ask would you marry a pastor and i would say absolutely not code <laughs> me you know uh, <laughs> yeah and that's me and i'm okay with saying that because i have i have a you know i have a, one of my best friends she's the daughter of bishop freddy kabiling and she married a campus minister and she's still in the ministry and you know that's her calling and that's fine you know i feel like i can minister and and be a christian in in my industry in the media you know what i mean so i'd always kind of go back to that like it's much bigger it's much bigger than what you're feeling it's it's you know that at the end of the day like people will say things people will you know will judge but also i think i've also learned to deal with it because it's about like your personal relationship with christ and knowing where you are and where you stand and knowing what the word says and you know i payang I, I I remember people used to say na pang, oh hindi ka ganon ka active sa church or you know or ganyan because my sister is on victory worship she's like the lead worship leader you know people see her and people don't see me people see me in advance with drinks and you know and <laughs> and, and and you know yeah so you know that also I was just like pang, I'm like Lord how do like like where do I stand here and I, I and then I realized that I think my ministry is 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 really the people that I come like with close encounter with like my life speaking to them you know you know what I mean parang it doesn't always have to be like on stage it doesn't always have to be like you know you don't have to be the the lead worship leader like I can I can minister to people and I can really show God's love through my life and leading by example and so True enough, there were times it was definitely not an example to follow, but I feel that, you know, I'm growing and I, you know, honestly, like right now where I am, I've been in a, I've been in a small group for two and a half years and that's the longest I've ever been consistently in a small group. Cause you know, like in church, you feel like you've heard it all, but I feel like I've gotten to a point where um, you realize that you really don't know everything and you're constantly learning and you're there you can't there's the word is so rich and the god speaks to you differently with sometimes with the same verse that you're reading diba right? so i you know, i i'm i feel so loved and secure right now with with my personal walk with god that when other people say things you know that it's not true and i think that's why it's easier to brush things off for me mm. right now um because you're so secure in the love of Christ and 
and and that word that you read like the truth that you're you, the truth that you walk by so yeah i think that's really just like how i dealt with it it sounds like you ended up in an amazing place despite yeah, you, all the pressures yeah, and being you know, under I, I i just want to say i would never trade um being a pastor's kid for anything you know like people always ask Aww. me that yeah would you have wanted to grow up not a pastor's kid and i'm just like you know what if this was the end goal then absolutely not because i i i'm so thankful that i was so aware of oh my gosh my <laughs> go for it just let no. it all out babe no i think i was just i'm so thankful that i was always aware that Jesus loves you. You know, like I always knew that. I don't know why I'm crying, Sam. Oh, it's okay. We've had guests who cried before. I'd never trade that because at the end of the day, when it's all loud and it's all crazy, like that was always clear that God's love was always there. So I think it's just helped me in general, like my career, you know, my, you know, my, like now my two months of marriage. <laughs> oh, two months. Two months. Yeah. And then, you know, just like, like believing in, in goals and just like life in general. That I'd never trade being a pastor's kid because if, if that was what it gave me knowing that, then I'm like, I'm super good. But yes, um, I was the firm one na hindi ako magpapakasal sa pastor. <laughs> so, Chico <laughs> is not a pastor, as you know. So there, I'm so surprised that I'm crying. It's definitely Aww. the Holy Spirit. I, yeah, I guess, yeah, I just kind of felt like a little overwhelmed by like God's love. It's just never, it's never gone, you know, wherever you go. Um, whatever mistakes you make, whatever, you know, even we're talking about judgment. I'm so easy. I'm so quick to judge. Like, I am so quick to judge. And it's funny that Pastor Dennis said that because, you know, like, I've experienced so much. I know how it feels to be judged, but I'm quick to speak also. So you understand, like, you're you're constantly being worked on by Christ and by Jesus. Yeah. And so, galing lang. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I think you're just so sincere and... Um, honest about talking about your experience. Um, Sino nga really youth pastor mo? Sino nga youth pastor mo, babe? Pastor Dennis and Pastor Mayor Kaforet. Kaya pala. Diba? Pala you end up well. Yeah, it's really, you know. But really, bring your kids to youth service. It's really, you know, it's a really good experience. Youth service yeah. is great. It's okay. I just wanted to very quickly um, ask our panel, you know, just this teaching of like, oh, you're not supposed to do it back to the people who are judging you, love them, forgive them, pray for them. This is a difficult teaching. And it might sound like, voila, you're just supposed to sit and take it. Can you kind of talk about this a little bit and explain to us how we can do this? And is that the teaching that we're supposed to be doormats? No, it's not. I think it's learning how to process it. And maybe because the... Christian answer would always be the short tap answer. Forgive ka na. Okay lang yan. Mm. Jesus nga namatay sa cross eh. But then, I think on the other end, like, I, we grew up in that spectrum. I grew up in that spectrum. I'm a kid's church, you know. I, I, I was in kid's church. So, I knew all the moral lessons of Jesus. Forgive, 70 times 7, ganyan. Pero, ngayong 
I'm older now. Oh, wow. I haven't processed many of the hurts that I had. I just yeah. moved on. And I'm not right. saying I need to be more touchy-feely about my ano, no? Pero I think there's, for healing to happen and forgiveness to happen, I need to know how much it costs. No? And, and, mm-hmm. and I think si Tami ang nag-ano sa akin yan eh. Parang, o oh, nga, no? Minsan, ang dami ko palang hurt. Kaya pala ako ganito. And that's why I'm like this. You know, sometimes say, hindi, okay lang sa akin yan. Wala akong pakilam ng sasabi ng tao. Yung pala lumaki ako na dahil ganun, dahil di naman pinapansin opinion ko. So wala naman ako talagang pakilam, di ba? And it shaped me. But nobody processed that with me kasi wala namang ganong program talaga, di ba? Right. Until you come and, and realize that as you grow older, you have more time like ngayong COVID, di ba? You have more time to think through things and then you see, oh, shucks, no? Ang dami ko palang ugali dahil it came from pain. It didn't came from blessings. It came from... Wow, yung mga negative na lumalabas na ngayong 40 na ako. Wow, this happened pala when I was 8, 9, 10, 11. Right. <laughs> wow. But then, I always had that, oh, di ba, pinako ko naman na sa cross yun eh, di ba? So parang wag na natin pag-usapan. <laughs> eh, ang nakakakuha ng negative effect nun, mga anak ko. Right. Stick na ganito ka, kasi hindi ko na pag-usapan dahil nag-move on na ako the Christian answer. But I never really surrendered it at the foot of the cross. To surrender something, I need to count the cost. Eh. Wow, Lord, ito ang sinasurrender. This costs you your, your, your body and your blood. And this is what I'm laying down at your feet. Because I know this pain. This is too, I don't want to make light of it because I don't want to make light of the cross. right? And I think yan ang kailangan ng mga Christians ngayon. More time to think through. Receive healing. Sabi mo, Bea, di ba? It's the receiving the healing. Na parang, oh, alam ko naman love ako ni Mama, pero you needed that healing. You needed yeah. the talk. You needed that restoration to happen. Yeah, yeah. Instructor H. Um, about, I, I think it's very common na maririnig natin just love and forgive other people when you got uh, hurt by them. Um, pero I think one thing that I can add to that is that yung love and effort it's actually not coming from us it actually belongs to god um forgiveness it's from god even yung love na pwede nating ipadama sa kanila and it's something very deep kasi we can say to someone that we love this person uh, even to our friends but when we found out na yung friend natin talk bad about us at our back most likely, kung hindi ka katulad ni Pastor D at hindi ka confrontational, you will hate this person automatically. Mm-hmm. Or even, yeah. let's say you have a partner, tapos you 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 never, uh, hindi mo nalaman na nagkaroon na pala siya ng sarili niyang family na nasa relationship kayo. Of course, when you find that out, you will curse this person. At yun yung natural sa ating mga tao. But what I'm trying to talk is about the love that will never change. Yung love right. na magagaling sa Diyos. Na in any circumstances, hindi dapat siya magbago. For example, si Jesus at yung mga disciples, even though they were persecuted during that time, they still love them. Even si Stephen, yung isa sa mga martyrs, di ba? He oh, was being stoned. To death. Yes. Pero what did he say? Forgive them because they do not know what they're doing, which is the same thing that Jesus said. And that's the kind of love na I think dapat na ma-achieve natin. If it's not overnight. It's not done overnight or achieved overnight. Kumbaga, there's actually yeah. a process. And before I end, if I can just read, wait, First Peter chapter 1, verse 22 to 23. Oh my gosh, wala ka na palang Bible instructor, instructor H. Ito yun eh. Ito siguro yung tura po sa church. Okay, go. Tumatakbo na yung keyboard. Ito yung worship team eh. 
<laughs> quickly lang. Ito, 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 ito. Kasi ito, super ganda nito. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Amen. Uy, may seed so, Uh, may seed pa rin. But basically, paano tayo makakaroon ng sincere love sa mga tao sa paligid natin? How can we love our brothers and sisters? When we obey the truth. Ano ba yung truth? Yung word na Diyos. Because God is the word. And that's why, anong klaseng seed yung meron tayo? Yung imperishable seed, yung living and enduring word of God. And again, the word of God is also the truth. And that's why when we receive it, when we understand it, the truth will set us free. Kasi, pero iba yung freedom na ano ha, dahil free ka na, tapos gagawin mo na yung masasamang nasa isip mo. But freedom na we ought to obey kung ano yung instruction sa atin ng Diyos, na hindi siya magiging excuse na gumawa ako ng mali sa kapwa ko. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom is an often misunderstood thing. Yeah, Truly. yeah. I, diba there's a Bible verse din na ano, parang we love because God first loved us. Yeah. Parang, oo, like, yeah, hum, like, on a humanly level, like, this is very hard to yeah. just keep loving and forgiving and all that when I'm, you know, being judged and persecuted. Ang hirap yeah. Yan. But, yeah, I guess our, yeah, okay. Brother Jay. I think, okay. mm, no, I think it's also hard when you're so familiar with it. That's what gets it, you know, because you've heard it over and over again and it becomes so, yeah, okay, okay I know. Then. Yeah, mm. and then, but it's like, when are you going to put it into practice? I think that's for right. me, that's, yeah. 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 Right. Brother Jay, please. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, I mean, my, everyone's right. So, a little angle is more on a practical note. Like, mm-hmm. also Jesus said, like, turn your other cheek doesn't mean magpasampal ka rin. It's when you turn the other cheek, ipasampal ka na nung palm front, which means when you're made sampal, made sampal. Made sampal. Made sampal. Pag sinampal ka ng front is means you're equals. So that, so God, Jesus didn't also want you to be abused. So I guess on on a practical note, as a person, you know your self worth hmm. because you can't love without loving yourself, right? You you can't give what you don't have in a sense. So. Know your values. What are you willing to take? Like, what? Ano ba yung, ano ba yung non-negotiable mga values na talagang hindi pwedeng ma-hurt, di ba? Like, and if you're secure with that, your worth, your everything, your internals, then everything else can be flexible. The unshakable mm. truths. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, um, for example, snarky comment doesn't really matter. It doesn't change you. Yeah. But for me, um, an a non-negotiable is if somebody dishonors my wife. Ay talagang kakausapin kit. Like eh, say anything about me. But if you say anything negative about my wife, I will I will talk to you face to face. Because because yeah. I, I I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like if we find ourselves in a situation where we feel the need to defend ourselves or engage in like a dialogue, basta wag niyo ano bastos ka or yes. you, diba, you attack them or hurt them. I think we have all the rights, all the right to, you know, defend ourselves. And again, it's, um, thank you. Like something clicked in my head that the teaching is not to just 
you know, con don't consider na like your hurt feelings or whatever. Yeah. Like, of course, all of that. And yes, the teaching is to love and forgive and, and, you know, all those things. But it's because as people who know God and have a relationship with him, we also know the love and forgiveness that we receive. And yeah. it is now our job to extend that to other people. And it's we're not doing it because of our own capacity to do it. God equips us to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for making that connection for me today, guys. Okay. I, Bea, thank you so much for coming today and joining us and you know, opening up about your faith journey crying. and growing up. And crying. Um, I always get a kick out of that when my guests I do that. What, what are... <laughs> it's okay. I cry in small group all the time, so yeah, I'm not too surprised. But yes. right, right. Um, where do people find you? What are you up to now? Um, well, I'm well. We moved into a house, so I'm just I've just been like really busy, like with the house stuff. So that's it's what I'm fun. up to. Yeah, it's fun, but um, yeah, I'm still. I haven't been to the station in a while, so I don't know when mm. I'll be back on air. But um, yeah, so you can just check my and it's Bay of Abregas if you want to see workouts. <laughs> I work out all the time, so you guys yeah, can that's like, check. Is that like a legit thing that you're doing now? Like, are you you know, is that an avenue that you're taking on? Well, I do have like I do have like work related like stuff with it because I think in quarantine like everybody was just like oh my gosh you work out a lot, um, but it's funny because I've always been this way like I've been working out this often for the past like two and a half years or more. But I think because everybody in quarantine was like on their phones for a bit and they were looking for like you know th ways to stay active, um, you yeah. know, there's, a lot of people were messaging me. Uh, naging coach bigla. Sabi ka parang, ah, hindi po ako qualified to give, um, you know, advice. So what I do, I like I like posting it as a reminder, you know, to take care of your body. You know, I think my, po you can follow the workout if you want, but mostly it's just there to be like, okay, get your butt moving. You need to take care of your body. So that's mm -hmm. really like, yeah, that's really like why I like posting my workouts. So yeah, you know, that's just pretty much it. Just hosting. Online hosting has just been, yeah, Fun. it's a new, yeah, new, um, a new world, a new world. Yeah, a new world we're all trying to navigate right yeah. now. But yeah, well, absolutely. thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I loved hearing your story and also how you're dealing with these unique challenges as a pastor's kid and how much you love it. You never change anything. And thanks for sharing that part of your life with us. And for those of you who guys want to um, share or rather look up our panel, when I ask these guys to plug, so Pastor Dennis, you can check out on Victory's channel. They're on YouTube. He also has a podcast called um, Our Parenthood with his beautiful wife, Tammy. And also check out his other show, Big Bro and Friends. They're also on YouTube. And then see Instructor H, they have free Bible classes. They have open worship webinars, all that good stuff in their church as well. New Heaven and New Earth, right? Um, and then Brother J. Paul, of course, you can check out Feast. Ortigas, Ortigas district by ito or Green Hills? Are we going specific? Green Hills any, or Ortigas? Then you can okay. do that. All right. Online. Yeah, they're all online. And then his own podcast as well, the J. Paul Hernandez podcast. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys.